0: Angel fans, our roster recap continues this week, and we're looking at second base. Is Brandon Drury the full time second baseman, or is Renhifo going to play there some too? And what about Kyron Paris? Or will he be on the bench? Will Renhifo be on the bench? Will he be able to hit? All of those questions will be answered today. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels.
1: You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast.
0: Part of the Locked On Podcast
1: Network, your team every day.
0: Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And if you'd like to get back to the Super Halo Bros for all the Super Halo content, here's some things that you can do. Leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed, please subscribe and become a locked on every day or with us. Whether you're watching or listening, come over to YouTube, leave a comment. One of the best ways to get in touch with John and I and be a part of the conversation. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins that's slash locked on to get started
1: thank you for being here for this episode of locked on angels where it's your team every single day you've got the first brothers here with you aka the super halo bros my name is john and that's my brother mike and my name is mike and that's my brother john mike we're back to five days a week as we prep for 2024 man Heck yeah Feels like uh, I'm ready to get back into the grind, baby. So uh, let's go. 2024. The season can't start soon enough. Pitchers and catchers report a week from today, which is very, very exciting. It's our third season here at Locked Angels, and we're so grateful for all the Locked On Every Dayers who join us every single day. They get in the comments. We have great conversations, and and it's just a great time all around. So whether you're watching or listening, find today's show on YouTube. Get in those comments. Hey, on today's show, we're looking at second base, Mike. We've already covered catchers and first base. So let's talk about second base. Let's talk about who's going to play there the most, who's going to be backing up at second, and is there enough playing time to go around? Mike, I think it's important to take us to Drury duty and start with Brandon
0: Drury. Yeah, he arrived last year, John, and we were excited about that signing. It was somebody that, in your GM episode from last year, you said... Let's sign this guy. And so yeah, the Angels a good did. GM
1: episode you. last year.
0: He and did uh, have a good episode 2023,
1: last 2023, I, I did not have as good of a GM episode. I did get Matt Moore back, though, so that yeah. was exciting. And the Angels <laughs> didn't sign anybody.
0: That's the yeah, We that's didn't the have problem. good GM episodes, right? Yeah. <laughs> So it was a two-year, $17 million deal, and he proved to be one of the better hitters on the team. He had a great slash line, 262 batting average, 306 on base, 497 slugging, and an 803 OPS with a 114 OPS plus. 26 home runs last year, Johnny, second highest total in his career. He had 28 in 2022 in 13 more games than he played last year. He does project to be the primary second baseman. He played 92 games at second base last season and posted a negative one defensive runs saved. So about average, not horrible, horrible, but also Mm -hmm. not super great. He also played 47 games at first base. We mentioned that on yesterday's episode. Had a negative one defensive run saved over there as well. And then he hit nine games at DH in 2023. Fangraphs projects Drury slashing 247, 298 on base and a 442 slugging with 24 home runs. That on base feels a bit low and that average feels a bit low. So I went to Baseball Reference because I needed some hopium and they said (laughs) 262 batting average, 315 on base, 481 uh, slugging and a 796 OPS with 24 home runs. I like that one better um, I, I mentioned this on yesterday's show. Fangraphs projects Drury playing DH against righties and first base against lefties. So, John, where are we going to see Drury duty the most next season? <laughs> I love that phrase, Drury duty. Heck yeah. Mike,
1: can I say, look, uh, we have a lot of friends in the podcast world and angels, creators, like we're, we're all connected together and, and there's something for everybody out there, which is what I love. About the Angels community, and and uh, Victor Rojas is somebody that you and I really look up to because yep. he, you know, was the play-by-play guy for years, and now he's over doing uh, uh, Angels Win, and and he's there with Chuck and Jeff, and they do yep. a fantastic job. But I I have a bone to pick with Victor because there were times over last season where he called Brandon Drury just a dude, huh. and 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 to me. Yeah, maybe you can make that case during the season. So to be fair to Victor, then yeah, yeah, maybe Drury was just a dude. But I look at these final numbers that he came away with from 2023. I think I think he's a little bit more than a dude. I think in my mind, I think Taylor Ward's just a dude, if that makes sense. I okay. think that 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 I think Drury is kind of a step above that. And perhaps there was a time where Drury was just a dude. Uh, Drury duty, duty. (laughs) He's a dude. (laughs) But I think that we can come into 2024 expecting really great things from Brandon Drury. I think he's he's past being that guy who just kind of floats around from team to team. Perhaps, Mike, there's a world where the Angels want to see more of Brandon Drury past 2024. I think that could be a nice boon for them, for sure. When it comes to where we're going to see him play most next season. Mike, I think it has to be second base. Mm. I think it has to be there uh, primarily. You and I discussed this on yesterday's show. I disagree with Fangraph saying that he's going to DH a bunch because there are so many other more uh, pertinent options to yep. go in the DH spot, yep. and that includes Trout and Rendon, possibly Renhifo, possibly Joe Adele, Logan O'Happy. I would love to see him get some time at DH. But when it comes to Drury... I think it makes the most sense for him to be at second base. We talked about the fact that Nolan Shanawell, who's a lefty, might sit out against lefties. And in that scenario, you put in Drury at first base, you put Renjifo at second because Renjifo does really well against lefties as a switch hitter. I think, it's a, I think it's a fairly straightforward game plan, and I'm uncertain why I see some of these projections. I'm uncertain why I see people overcomplicating it do you do you agree what do you think what do you mean over it? explain that to me I just think like yeah fan graphs they're, they say Drury's going to be DHing against righties and gotcha. uh you know and, and this is going to happen and that's gonna I, I think it's I think it's fairly straightforward you play him mm. at second base most days and against lefties he goes to first when he goes to second I mean yeah That's what manager john's gonna do if he's in charge of this team
0: (laughs) feels like that's the best approach and it feels like that's the healthy approach for this team hence the word healthy everybody's healthy right Right. and so him playing mostly at second and backing up at first i think would be the wisest decision and to reference victor rojas for a moment and calling him just a dude i think that I'm, i'm gonna read between the lines a bit here but i think that when you have somebody like a brandon drury on your team. He is just a dude, not somebody that you're necessarily going to rely upon, like a Mike Trout or Shohei mm, Ohtani. And yeah. so, if you if Brandon Drury is a guy that you're you're hoping comes through for you, then you're you're probably not on the in a winning good place. Side, yes, okay, right? that makes
1: more sense. Yes, yeah. if,
0: if that's what Victor meant by that, then that 100. percent Of makes course, I'm assuming that yeah. that's what he meant, but I, I, to, I'm sure that is to your point of Taylor Ward too. I, I would say the same thing. Like Taylor Ward's kind of in a situation where. He's just a dude. Like I don't know if I want to rely upon him. Yeah, fully.
1: If you're coming into the season going, oh man, Taylor Ward's yeah. big. Like yeah, you're you're not in a good position. Yeah, but don't that, get me that wrong. Makes
0: sense. That makes sense. I want Brandon Drury to have a good year. I think a good year for Drury means that this Angel team is competitive. It's mm-hmm. it's a team that's fighting for you know, 500 or something like that, right? Depending on what the pitching staff does. But if Drury puts up these numbers that he put up last season and the team is healthy and they're playing good baseball around him, then I think that he looks at he looks at this season and he goes, this, this was a successful season. I think that you look at these numbers from a distance and not necessarily uh, in context, think about the season last year, you go, oh, these aren't, these aren't bad numbers, but we've joked about it on this pod. They're gonna be people 20 years from now going to baseball reference going, wow, how'd the Angels not get to the playoffs with Otani and Trout and Pujols, right? And even these numbers, you could say, well, those are really good numbers. How in the world did the Angels not be competitive if he was their primary second baseman? Yeah. But then you see the details when you get really, really close. So I would say, all that to say, if Drury puts up these similar numbers, baseball reference, what they're projecting numbers, then I think that the Angels are in a good position. It means that he was healthy and it means that they're being competitive. And it makes it really simple. Drury, you're out there at second base on these days, and you're at first base on these days, and every once in a while, you're probably Mm DHing because we want to get you off of your feet and not have you play the field today. So I think that those are the three primary places you'll see him, but I would have him playing second base more often than not.
1: I'm glad you clarified that for me because it makes so much sense when you're Coming into a season and you're like, oh, man, we're going to have such a big year from Drury and Renhifo and Ward. That's not a place that you want to be. Yeah, It's not a place where those are the guys that you want to count on. However, uh, knowing that Brandon Drury is capable of putting up the kind of season that he put up last year is very exciting and yep. something that you'd want out of your primary second baseman, especially 26 home runs from a second baseman. Mike, we talked about it yesterday, how Nolan Shawnawell is not your prototypical first baseman who's going to hit for a lot of power. I'm of the belief that when you're 21 years old, you haven't put on all the muscle you're going to put on in your life. And so I think Nolan Shawnawell has the ability to earn some pop and earn some uh, slugging percentage. However, When you've got 26 home runs coming from your second baseman, perhaps you don't need as many from your first baseman. So I think that there's plenty of pop to go around in this lineup, and a lot of that's going to come from Brandon Drury. And the other thing I'll say is this about Drury. I know he's got one year left on his contract. So if the Angels are in a position to make a trade, if they're not contending by the deadline, Drury is going to be one of those guys that is highly sought after at the deadline. And so perhaps there's a move to be made there. And because of the value that he brings, I think that that would be a move that nets you something better than a, a fringe reliever or a fringe Uh, guy. I think that you might be able to add a solid piece for Brandon Drury, especially with the numbers that he's put up. And the other thing I'll say is when it comes to projections, I think it's great to look and see what, they are considering a player is going to do next season. But we have to keep in mind that projections kind of encapsulate the last six years or so of a player's career. And in the last two years, Drury with the Reds and the Padres in 22 and what he did with the angels in 2023. I wonder when you can feel comfortable going, maybe he's that guy now.
0: Ah, Maybe he's not
1: the guy from the first four years that you're, considering when you compile your your projections. Right. Yeah. I I, I kind of wonder where's the where's the point where you can say, I don't think he's the first four-year guy. I think yeah. he's the last two-year guy. So maybe that's hopium. Maybe that's just me hoping that he's going to have a better season than those fan graph numbers project. I, I i like the baseball reference uh projections that you found there, Mike. I think that those are pretty significant. They're my favorite. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Hey thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen every single day we're just getting started here on locked on angels coming up who backs up drury at second base and Mm. how often will they play due to drury's flexibility and then where's the depth who do we have who can come in and play some second base we're going to continue our conversation on second base coming right up
0: it's super bowl week the chiefs the niners playing on sunday Many of our Locked On Everydayers know where John and I and our hearts lie uh, for Sunday. If you're not into the game, totally okay. You can get a great seat on the couch and you can place a bet and then you'll be really into the game. You can place a bet with FanDuel. They're the sponsor of today's show. They have so many ways that you can bet on the game and you can end the season with a W depending on how many bets you place and if they win and if you win and one of the teams loses you could be the winner this weekend and you could win some big money a lot of places to bet like who will score the most touchdowns who will score the most points there's a lot of really fun things to bet on too like will the opening coin toss be heads or tails. Like all of that stuff is is really fun. So do it responsibly and do it with FanDuel. And new customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Again, fanduel.com slash locked on. And you can make the Super Bowl more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
1: It's a Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every single day. Hey, everydayers, don't forget to check out Locked On Sports today over on YouTube. It's the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel covering all the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On and the national shows as well. So head on over there on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever 24, seven national sports streaming channel.
0: Renhifo is a name that comes up a lot when you talk about different positions with the angels. And the reason for it is because he has a lot of flexibility and he's projected to play a lot this season, Mm -hmm. both fan graphs and baseball reference project him to play mostly at second base Mm -hmm. last season, he played 65 games there and in, in 2022 played 99 games there he's been Mr. Utility for the Angels though Johnny especially yeah. last season get this 65 games at second 37 at short 23 at third 21 in the outfield with 11 in right 6 in left and 4 in center i remember his first game in center field we were all like really Kevin <laughs> Renhifo yeah so uh, the big question for Renhifo Joe uh, John is is that he he's going to be somebody who can he perform? Sorry, I called it Joe. <laughs> I can't keep going. So, all right. So the big question for Renifo is always, will he perform when the games matter, right? Because yeah. he ends the season with a lot of really good numbers. But then the question, the tension is always, yeah, but that was like at the end of the year when it really doesn't matter. And he right. hit, he hit six home runs in that game, right? So here's <laughs> the big question, Johnny. Uh, does, does his ability to play everywhere, does that... Does that mean that Hefo will get the at-bats that he needs to prove that he is really a good hitter, not just in garbage time, but in good time as well?
1: I think they have to be advantageous to when it's going to benefit them to have Ren Hefo in in the lineup because you're not going to see Rendon at third base every single day. So I think you're going to have to see Ranjifo over there, I think that, again, we've talked about this many times, the lefty conversation. I think Drury slots over to first, and Ranjifo plays more second. And then, Mike, and we're going to talk about this on tomorrow's show with shortstop, we don't really have a sufficient backup right? to Zach Neto over right. there. And, look, I love Zach Neto. I hope that he has a great season, but he got into 84 games with some back issues last year and missed – you know, a month at a time, and m- missed a little bit over a month later on, and so it concerns me that we don't have a true backup at shortstop. Renifo perfectly capable of playing second, can yep. definitely pl- definitely play some third base, um, and I know we're going to talk about Stefanik here in a minute, but Renhifo's kind of the only guy who's going to be able to back up Zach Neto at shortstop, so that that concerns me. I will say, though, there should be enough opportunity for Renjifo to get into the game to where he does get consistency, to where he does have consistent at-bats and has the ability and the chance to put up the numbers that we've seen him put up when it matters. And when does it matter? From day one. And so I think that you've got to find a way to slot him into this lineup Maybe it's even the DH. I could honestly, I could see that. Uh, I also think that you you give him the advantage against lefties and try to get him in there every single time there's a lefty on the mound. I I think maybe a year or two ago, you and I had this conversation of can we just have Hifo hit from the right side right like, yeah. at, at all times? I mean, I know it's because he hits better against lefties, but to me, Mike, I, I think that there is going to be enough opportunity for Hifo to play. Uh, all over the field and even the outfield as well. You never know if somebody's going to need a day off. You never know if somebody's going to get hurt or not even go on the IL, but just need like two or three days off because they've got a, uh, you know, a pain in their side or whatnot. So I think that there's plenty of opportunity for Renhefo this season.
0: The other option you mentioned, John, was uh, Michael Stefanik for second yeah. base. He played 25 games last season at uh, at, at the major league level, uh, 12 at second base, eight at third base, and two at... A designated hitter he's an average second baseman at best he'll make the plays but he's not going to dazzle you he's not going to mm-hmm. impress you right Stefanik is better known for his offense John listen to his slash line from A last year <laughs> 365 batting average 463 on base 467 slugging and a 930 OPS Good five grief. home runs 62 RBIs in the majors really improved 290 yeah. 380 on base 355 slugging and a 735 OPS He's projected to be on the bench this season. John, right. where do you project Michael Stefanic to be this season? Mike,
1: I, I am okay with Stefanik being on the bench, but if something happens to Neto, and if something happens to where Renhifo is going to have to move to shortstop full-time, um, again, they're kind of up a creek without a paddle. Right. And I, I think in that scenario, and we'll talk about him a little bit later, but Kyron Paris is going to have to be that bench piece. Um, I think you're in good shape as long as you have Neto and Renhifo available. I don't think you need to have somebody who can back up both of them at shortstop. So to me, I like Stefanik off the bench. I think it makes a lot of sense, especially with the fact that he can get over there at third base and help out over there as well. Remember, remember that incredible game he had? over at third base, yep. making those defensive stops yep. over the, like, I want to see more of that. And, yep. and if he's a bench guy and that's his ceiling, I'm okay with that. And, yeah. and I look at the slash line, he, he, you know, he put up 290 average in the majors Mike, he's a contact guy. Yes. And, and one of the big reasons My why, <laughs> <laughs> one of the big reasons why the angels had success against the Yankees in late July yep. was because of Michael Stefanik and just, dinking one, you know, into the outfield between the infield and the outfield yeah. and and driving in the runs to win the game. And so uh, to me, I like the fact that he makes contact. I think that's important. I think that you can't have enough of those guys right on the team. He seems to be David Fletcher esque without the, uh, Without having been figured out, I he's think he's got everybody, a major league swing. <laughs>
0: no, totally, totally. Right? Yeah, he's got a major league swing, and Fletcher's swatting it at, at Nats, and Michael Stefanik is swinging at baseballs. So. And it's a
1: shame because I really liked Fletcher, and I yeah, really thought that you know he would have the opportunity to, to work his way back, but he just never really changed anything yeah. about his approach at the plate. And yeah. so, and, and maybe that's not his fault because we had zero coaching. Um, but right. <laughs> all that to say. I really like Stefanik in this position as a possible piece for second base depth and the flexibility to play third but in this scenario as we're talking about second base I think Stefanik makes for a great option off the bench (laughs)
0: All right, let's go to AAA for a moment. AAA has two options for depth for the Angels. And the first is Charles LeBlanc, a 28-year-old free agent who signed with the Angels in November of last year. But the one that is really intriguing that we saw at the Major League level last year was Kyron Paris, John. Mm-hmm. He played in 15 games, really struggled, didn't hit much at all. But he did jump from A to the Majors. And in A he slashed 255. 393 on base and a 417 slugging 14 home runs 45 rbis but here's where he's really dangerous john and i don't think that angel fans are aware of this as they should be aware of this he can steal bases he stole Mm -hmm. 44 bases in double a last season and he stole three bases in the majors last season and with Bo porter's emphasis on being unpredictable on the base path and forcing the pitcher to not know what's going to happen next. Kyron Paris could be a part of that mix, right? And because he's had some experience, he might find himself there again. Now I think it would be wise to let him cook a little bit mm. and maybe even let him cook a little bit in triple a. However, they do say that double a is really where the angels baseball, right? Yes. The trash pandas are there. That's where baseball happens in triple a, there is some leaning in the direction of well, the offense in that particular league is is uh, inflated. In volume. volume. yeah, yeah, volumes turned up. Right in Double A, it feels more like baseball, and yeah. so Kyron Paris proving himself, developing those types of things, I think would be really important. Uh, Mike Trout struggled when he first came up to the majors, so uh, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't count that against Paris last season. Plus, we were in a bit of a funk at the end of the season season as well. So Who cared
1: about the end of last season? Exactly. (laughs) Just trying to prove yourself,
0: right? So, Johnny, would it be better to give Paris some time in the minors to develop and keep Stefanik in the majors? Or would you reverse that?
1: I think that you start with Stefanik in the majors until you have a need for Kyron Paris. Look, I think that he could obviously steal his way into a roster spot this season. And Mike, honestly, maybe Kyron Paris comes out and has a great spring and it makes the decision a little bit harder for the angels to decide who's going to be that bench piece, that bench infielder. Paris certainly has more versatility. And again, we'll, we'll address this tomorrow on our shortstop episode, but there is a lot of overlap with these guys because they have such versatility. But I think when you start out this season, I think the play here is to let Stefanik, be that guy off the bench, let him be the guy who comes in at second base or plays some third base as well until you have a need for Kyron Paris. I don't think that there's anything wrong with letting Kyron Paris, you know, get some more ABs under his belt and let him figure things out and get ready to be on call to the majors because I am excited to see him. In fact, scouts give him elite numbers in his speed and so that's going to be a tool that the angels are going to want to utilize this season especially like you mentioned Bo porter emphasizing base running base stealing and trying to put some pressure on the opposing pitcher mike what do you feel about kyron paris and michael stefanik who's on your bench coming into 2024
0: i'm going to lean in your direction simply because I've been a Stefanik fan and I want to see what he can do hmm. at the major league level over a period of time, not just in spurts. I think right now, Stefanic is your major league ready bench player. He hmm. can come in and he can hit. And that's mm-hmm. what you want. You want an ice cold guy that can grab a bat and come in and make contact and make the pitcher work. Yeah. Tyron Paris does not bring that to the table. He's going to be an everyday player. I don't think Stefanik is an everyday player. Right. I think Stefanik is a great piece. He's a he's a dude, right? And, yes, and he's yes. he's a great piece that can fit this team really, really well. Hey, you need somebody to play second base because it's been a doubleheader. Let's put Stefanik out there. Hey, you mm-hmm. need somebody at third base to get get Rendon off of his feet and we don't have anybody else there. Renhifo's playing, maybe shorter. he's playing second. Stefanik can play there, right? Like mm-hmm. I like that. Biggest piece, though, is I think that you can bring him in in clutch situations, and he is going to not strike out. More than likely, he's going to make contact, and that's what you want from a bench piece. right Somebody who's going to make contact, hit the sacrifice fly, move the runners over, maybe find a hole, and and sneak the ball through. I, I always like to compare present players to past players and mm-hmm. why the Angels were successful. Orlando Palmero was that guy for the Angels in the early 2000s, especially for that 2002 team. Mm-hmm. come in, you could count on him. He was a 300 hitter, slapping the ball around. He was a lefty that would come in, move runners over. And I think Stefanik has that ability. At least he's shown glimpses of that. And the fact that he hit 290 coming off the bench in just 29 games shows me that he's already made that adjustment to major league pitching, because sometimes moving from triple A to major league pitching is really difficult. Kyron Paris is an example of that. And he went from double A to major league pitching. But Stefanik last year struggled his, or two years ago, his batting average was in the low 200s Right. Improved himself in, in this last season. And so I think you got to give him a shot, John. I think you got to let him play and see what he can bring to this team and let Kyron Paris continue to develop for the future, or maybe for a future trade, but I think that Paris is going to be somebody that we're going to be super excited about in the next few years. I think Stefanik is somebody we can be excited about because he's a great bench piece for the mm-hmm. Angels this season.
1: It's the perfect role for Michael Stefanic, And I like the fact that you distinguished that Kyron Paris should be an everyday player. Yeah. And he should be playing every day somewhere. Yep. And if that's AAA, AA, wherever it might be, then that's great. And I think it only serves to benefit Kyron Paris at the end of the day, but you're exactly right. I mean, you want to talk about guys being a dude or not a dude or just a dude. You mentioned, uh, Palmero and, and he was a full-time player in 2001. And then he switched to that, you know, kind of secondary role and thrived in 2002. And so that's, that helps me understand the idea of like Stefanik is not a guy that you want to be counting on and, and seeing in there every single day. Right. And they actually do thrive and they actually do better coming off the bench. And I think that's, a, that's a special and unique quality about somebody yep. like, like a Stefanik real quick, Mike. I know that we DFA'd LeVon Soto. Somebody right. That you were very excited about. They Those had to make bumps. room on the 40 man roster. Do you think Perry is making a mistake in the sense that you give up a LeVon Soto who could play short, could play second, in favor of a one-year deal relief guy? Do you, what do you think
0: about that? It's one of those situations where I think that you you're you're just not hopeful that this guy can translate into the majors. Hmm. And when he came up two years ago, he was he was incredible, right? Yeah, yeah. small the last sample size, exciting. Incredible. Yeah, and, and and so I I wonder if obviously I'm giving them more credit than maybe they deserve or that we're aware of, but I think I think there's something they see that we don't see, and 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 maybe as they're looking at the roster, like who who do we let go? Well, we're not going to see Soto on this major league roster or anywhere near the roster next season. So let's DFA him, see if we can bring him back. As of this recording, he really hasn't gone anywhere yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I really like him because he brought a lot of energy and a lot of excitement, and he was a good backup shortstop. Mm -hmm. And now that's kind of a big hole for this team, right? And he could play second base. That's not a big hole. We have pieces for that. But I think Soto was able to defensively fill in the gap. Here's here's where we equate it right now, Johnny. Mm-hmm. We had Squid, and Squid was good defensively. Terrible offensively. Yeah. I, I want to take a shot with Stefanik over a Soto, over a Paris. Yeah. Because Stefanik is not going to be a big gaping hole in the batting lineup. Right. He might be a hole defensively. But you're, you don't know that unless the ball's hit to him. And he's been pretty solid, right? But when he's in the lineup it's different than Squid because when he's in the lineup, he's probably going to make contact at some point. Squid is not going to make contact or he's going to hit a three-run home run and then think he's Barry Bonds, right? Right. And so I think the same thing is true with Soto. I know that two years ago he came up, hit 400, was really spectacular. Last year, really struggled. And he's been struggling in the minor leagues, by the way. Yes, yes. And so that's the other piece too. He hasn't really picked it up in the minor leagues.
1: Well, and I'm not too attached to LeVon Soto. It's just for me, it was like, oh, we, we just got rid of a depth piece, like an yeah. emergency depth piece. So that's why I, I pose that question because yeah. are, are they in a position, especially up the middle to kind of willy-nilly like, oh, yeah, yeah, DFA that guy. So, but I like, think they, like you said, there's a chance that he could come back.
0: There are these minor league deals that they've been signing that I think the Angels will continue to do to fill in some of those gaps because it really seems like they're prioritizing the major league roster in in the bullpen area specifically. And so I'm not overly concerned about it, but I do do see your point as to why they would do that. Because there seems to be a lot of, uh, not a lot of room to be able to just kind of say, eh, get rid of it, right? Right,
1: right. Hey, uh, we want to hear your comments on second base and the depth that the Angels have. So make sure you come on over to YouTube. Get in the comment section and let us know what you think. Hey, thanks for making Locked
0: On Angels your first listen of the day. Everydayers, check out Locked On Sports Today. They are a 24-7 national sports streaming channel on YouTube. Again, Locked On Sports Today, they're there for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube, hit subscribe and be a part of the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel.
1: Hey, give us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Angels and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Again, like I mentioned, whether you're watching or listening, come on over to today's show on YouTube. Get in the comments. It's the best way to get in touch with Mike and I. Mike, what do we have on deck for Thursday's
0: show? Let's talk about shortstop, Johnny. And obviously, Zach Neto is the guy. We love Zach Neto. We're Neto fans. I think he's going to have a great, great year. I think he's the leader of this team. Who's backing him up? Hmm. And are we confident in that backup? scary Gary DiSarcina still available. That's what we want to know, right? We're going to talk about Neto. <laughs> We're going to talk. He's not dead. He's alive. Oh, he's not We're going to talk right. about Neto tomorrow and who backs him up. And Neto's season. It's going to be a great conversation. Come and join us for that on Locked On English. Looking forward to that. We
1: hope you'll come back and join us again. Take Until then,
0: up. my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike,
1: and that's my brother John. All right, Joe and Mike signing off. So, so stupid. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Greg. That's right. That's right. Hey, y'all. We hope you'll come back and join us, and we'll see you back here
0: on Thursday I hate those moments where I'm I'm reading a name I'm gonna say your name and I took Renhifo and John uh and I went hey Joe yeah (laughs) I get it I get it